Welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat Podcast. Now, sit back and enjoy while Nick and Trevor help you use your technology to make money and delight your clients. Well, hello and welcome to the Accounting Technology Fireside Chat. Good morning, Trevor. Good morning, Nick. Gosh, that's a nice uh, little view you got behind you. Yeah, Better a bit of green bit of green screen going on there as you can probably see by me being cut off either side um but yeah this is just a, a one-hour video of sydney harbour so you can actually see kind of uh, where I am. makes me brings back memories of our good trips in sydney and tripping back and forth i love that commute best commute ever it certainly is i i quite like putting it on um um on um on facebook whenever i go on the ferry just to annoy everybody i know going hey look at me i'm on a boat ah <laughs> <laughs> oh, very good very good yeah no, that's uh, and is it uh, all night are you where are you working from in sydney now again or are you north sydney at the moment so yeah north we've got an office again our, our office hasn't collapsed as much as it used to although um that's what it used to look like so it's, oh, it's, it's, i remember it's, seeing that that was crazy yeah like uh, Christchurch. Earthquake. Yeah. Oh <laughs> yeah, only only with less of the earthquake. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Cool. So um what's been going on in your world this week, Trevor? You've been busy? Oh, we've been doing you know, like again, we keep on doing a lot a lot of work in teams. Um mm -hmm. a lot of people are getting more and more interested in teams and so forth, you know, as we work it through. But you know, um I, that's what I wanted to talk about to see where where te where we've gone with teams, I suppose. You know, since we started Hub One, it was SharePoint. A lot of people were scared about SharePoint. A lot of people didn't understand Office 365 and the, the, the multitude of applications that are available in there. And mm -hmm. um, as as I've gone back into the accounting industry as such, we've really embraced Teams and we've really started working in Teams for everything. And I, I think that's what I wanted to talk about, that concept of what are they trying to achieve? What do they want? Why do they want us to work in teams for all of their apps? Um, and why is it so much easier to manage than directly with SharePoint and other, you know, intranets and all of those sort of things? I, I, I guess half of it is the real-time collaboration, right? Being able to yeah. flick out a message, get somebody to answer. And, and we've had that for years, right? We had that with MSN Messenger. We've had that with all sorts of tech. I think Teams brings it all together and makes it more business-like. So you've got one place to, yeah, and it's very basic, one place to chat about things, one place to, yeah, now there's the dog, of course. Isn't that lovely? Um Hey, Someone will shut him up. It's, it's, it's my turn this time. He's going for a walk in a second. Yeah, so no, I've got mine good. sitting here and I'm panicking a bit. So I'm looking at uh, the <laughs> take off. <laughs> wow. Uh, what would a live stream be without a dog barking in the background? You know, really, let's 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 face it. He's so annoying. Anyway. Um... <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's the whole world we live in now. We're so used to um, the noises in the background. You know, give it. 12 months ago, or 18 months ago, it would have, you know, it was all over the news if anything like that happened, you know, it was, but now it's just accepted. Yeah, it is. It's 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 just one one of those things. So I'll do judicious use of the mute button and try and minimise the amount of barking in the background. So Teams is all about bringing yeah, and it's very simple thing contextual conversations. So being able to yeah chat and communicate with your team about specific things and, and breaking that up. So rather than just blasting everybody, you can chat with a discrete group of people about what's going on in a certain area. And I see that when people get used to that, that starts to work really really well. You know, and and I know there's a a couple of chats that we have running just um, if i actually share 
um, my Teams. So let me get set up to do that. I'll just grab Teams. There we go. You're barking now as well. So um, I got interested. I came forward to the camera to to see what's going on. You're going to show me something. So I got all excited. Sorry. And my chair. So let me show you where I am at the moment. So here's Teams. Um, and if you see down the left, I've got all of these chats going on. Um, right. Some of them, some of them are with internal people. Some of them are with external people, and we've got these name chats, like the all tech chat, which continually has a bunch of people in it, where we continually fire out conversations and questions. And that's the one I've got highlighted on my phone, and so we can communicate with the team really in real time about what's going on. So that's that one's quite exciting. So, so that's us in a technology company. How do you use that in an accounting firm? Well, I'm sort of half a technology. If I go back to so if I look at, an, at, at the accounting firm at Ashford's that I'm working with and I was looking at it, you know, looking at the number of teams that they've got yesterday thinking, oh, I wonder how they're using it. Just, you know, and each division, so they've got their division, so there'll be a manager and a bunch of accountants. They have a team and from that team they have their morning huddle. So they've embraced people working from home a lot more. So that means that, that teams has become their place where they get up and they wake up, they get their coffee, they sit down, they jump into the Teams meeting if they can. It's not compulsory. And they say, good morning, how's it all going? And that means every, those that aren't in the office get involved and start their day off. And those that are in the office also do that. So that's changed. They also chat and share files amongst each other within the post, posts and chat as well, which, you know, for me, that pulls noise out of my emails. So I see those that are embracing the chat and moving to talk to you more through there for the real quick things. Um, but if they've got a fairly detailed and uh, document, then they'll they'll send it via um, via Teams. The other thing with Teams, and we've talked, I think we talked about it last week, was presence. Um, the ability to be off-site or even at your desk and see what somebody's doing before you get up, walk around. Like I, I, I think about... You know, we, we joked about, you know, the red flag being up. I, I just remember that from some business coach we had in the accounting firm. And they said, you know, if you're busy, I don't want to be disturbed, put up a red flag. So, you know, because they said disruptions in an accounting firm is, you know, it, it's really bad. There's a lot of disruption. So having that quiet time. There's the other side of that, though, where people are booking out their day and shutting their door and you can't get hold of them and you can't talk to them. And that's that needs to be managed as well. So that part of it needs to be managed. But but yeah, going, so, yeah, here you go, here you go. So no, so I, I get that. Now that's Teams, basic Teams. Have you started using some of the apps? Oh, definitely, definitely. So, so at the, you know, we'll, we'll go in and um, we're, we're talking, but when we start to get into OneNote, we're bringing OneNote into our teams and we do our notes from our meetings so I, I watch even and this is across the board the adoption of that has been amazing for taking minutes and and doing notes and editing tasks and 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 sharing those tasks so that they become part of your you know if they come in you to do um, planner is um, for so we're seeing planner being used for workflow in some cases so they're sitting down saying, oh, these are the jobs that I've gone at a holistic level so that they can see holistically what they've got to work on. Um, we 
with me, we've got projects, so we've got sort of larger projects. So those projects, we'll create a team. I invite the clients into that team. We then create the plan using planner or tasks by, what's it called? Task by planner. And we create all the tasks and put the buckets in and all the things. And we share that so that the client can see exactly where we're at. And we also communicate from within those chair, in those um, tasks with with the client saying, hey, you know, we're just chasing the fixed assets on that. Just to give you an update, this is where we're at with those things. So they can see that and it's being recorded um, within the tasks. And sure. then- have you, have you touched on using things like approvals? And, and while Trevor and I are talking about these apps, there are a ton of apps that you can choose. I, this thing just goes on and on and on and on and on. Mm-hmm. Um, so a couple of things which, which are new, Trev, which I'll, I'll highlight today because I always like yeah, doing that. Yeah, I mean, uh... um, a couple of things I like is approvals. So I would have thought in some firms the need to do approvals so you have a partner approve something before it goes out, et cetera, is quite important. So I haven't seen that. Does that connect to like Word or something like that? And you it actually, to... actually connects to Power Automate, which is used to be called Flow. So uh, this allows you to create. Same. So that's the uh, approvals flow that yep. was in, and they've just made it into an app. Ah. Yeah. So so it's a hub, which is, which is yeah. kind of cool and and interesting. Um, Insights is now Viva Insights, which is new, which does all sorts of cool things in email, which I think we talked about last time we were chatting. Yeah. So I won't yeah. go into that in too much depth. Bookings. Um, uh, and actually, let me let me show you something we're working on to give you an idea of uh, uh, stuff we're doing around. Yeah, integrating this, pulling it together, and making it work in teams. So um, just just to blow my own trumpet, we've been working on our little app recently let me go and get a browser window um here we go um and i'll show you i'll just bring it up here um this is our um what we call our cost of technology calculator yeah um and what this allows you to do is go and go i've got this many partners let's say i've got a three partner firm i've got 912 tax paying entities i've got 14 staff my average hourly rate is 71 dollars I'll click next. I've got, this is the number of servers I've got. Here's what I use for practice management. Um, and I'll choose zero practice manager because we're in the mood. Here's what I use as my collaboration platform. Um, and here's what I use for document management. Um, so I'll use hub one. And if I go next, it actually goes and works out yeah, what your earning capacity is for your business, what you are earning. And it goes and calculates a bunch of useful stuff. So you've got yeah, a ratio of 304 tax paying entities per partner that's over 245 which is good the bad and the ugly think is the right number in australia and it goes through a bunch of different cool things like that which i won't go into depth but i'll put the link in the comments so people can use it but where it gets interesting where's kind of cool is to date you know you haven't put in your email address nobody knows who you are this is all running locally you can do some what ifs and experiment with it Um, but if you want to get help um you can actually type in your email address which i do and what that does is that's going and kicking a Power Automate, which is sending an email across the sales team so they can build a nice document. Um, but then we've got the ability to book a meeting, and that takes you straight to something called Microsoft Bookings, which is integrated with everybody's calendar, where you can it shows you the times everybody's available. You can go and find somebody, add your details, and book a meeting, all using the Microsoft stack. There's no additional technology being put in there. 
Yeah, that is. And that's like, you know, take the bookings for an accounting firm that out. Take that out. So you could push that bookings app into your website. But yep. you've got to you've got to go and say, well, that's where we talked about that free time available time. And you're you could have a potential client. And rather than doing the going back and forth, blah, 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 you could say, yep. here's my bookings. Um, let you know, book a time that suits. Yep, and that's that's kind of free in Office 365, so it's kind of cool. Yeah. yeah. Right. <laughs> cool. There's lots of yeah. other things. There's roadmaps, there's employee ideas, there's bulletins, there's issue reporting, but one of the ones you're probably not familiar with is Microsoft Lists. Nope. So Lists <laughs> is... <laughs> see, I'm sending you cool stuff today. Um, how, how often is it you use a spreadsheet to keep a list of things? Right, a list of things to do for the client, a list of tasks to do, a list of this, Always. a list of that, a list of the other. So do you remember in SharePoint, we used to work with um, lists of data in yeah. SharePoint? Yeah, so yeah. This is, my, Microsoft lists is lists of data in SharePoint, but it's delivered in a really new way. Um, so let me grab another browser window and I'll show you how that works. Let me do, put that on screen and I'll move across to the screen um, and I'll go to my Office 365 portal. Um, and to set up a list, um, we can do this in a couple of ways. I could do it in Teams as well, but I'll just do it from here, is I go to the little waffle at the top left, um, and when it's loaded, because it hasn't yet, but, 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 here we go. If I get all apps. I'm doing it I've while got, you're doing it. Okay, yeah, right. Okay. I've got lists, and lists allow me to build lists from a template, and there's a whole bunch of new templates Microsoft's created. Um, did I go and do lists or did I do forms? I did forms, not lists. Let me go fix that. Uh, forms is another one we can talk about too. Uh, we, we could. So forms is really cool. That allows you to create online forms um, and paste them into your website and then collect that data, which is which is something that everybody's using third-party tools to do, but you don't need to. Um, but if I go into lists, you see it's actually going to effectively my OneDrive and then I've got all these different lists which exist, and I have a few. Um, so I'm going to skip the thingy, and I can create a new list. And it comes up with a bunch of templates. For me. Now, you see, I've got loads of lists already, but I can do issue trackers, employee onboarding, an event itinerary, etc. But I can take one of those lists in Excel, upload it from Excel, and instantly make it a list I can share amongst my team and have them doing online, and put that now into Teams. Oh, that is brilliant! I've got I've got about twenty ideas, places that I'm using Excel spreadsheets that I could use that. Where I was getting a bit lost as to I was trying to do things in Planner like that issues tracker with bugs. Yeah. I've got a real real live example where um, you know we would want to use that. Can you share that with people outside? Yeah. Like, how can you? Yeah. So so you can you can share it online and you can share it with people outside. It gets even cooler. When you go into Teams, and we'll go. Let me see if let's see if I've got a spare team I can go play with. Um, nah, that's taking a while to load. Okay, so I probably don't have. Uh, I probably do now. Nah, I don't have one hiding there. But what you can do in Teams, as well as in the browser, which you've kind of just seen, is you yeah. can go and add that list to Teams, and then share it. It automatically shares with everyone in the team. So if and, you've got and, a, and I, saw, I saw before that. If I've got an Excel spreadsheet that I've already created as a list, I can convert yep. that to a list. Yes. I confused myself then. So, 
Yes. Yeah, so if you've got an Excel spreadsheet that's doing things, you can convert that to a list. And we're actually writing a, a product which builds a little CRM, which talks to Office 365. And each of those bits of data are actually Office 365 lists. So that will appear and you can see my clients will appear. I don't have any exciting ones, but there we go. There's my clients in Microsoft lists, which could be straight into Teams. So all of this is coming together to allow you to really do neat things with your data. That's so cool. And that's the thing, the power of this, you know, I, I, I and I love him dearly. Um, Wayne Smith used to get on the phone, on the stage. You remember when we'd go to all these yep. um, events and we'd talk up on stage and, and Wayne would get a, get a thing and say, right, yeah, everybody, get your piece of paper out and I'm going to tell you all the apps you should go on. And you get this one and 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 this one. And then I come up after him and say, you know all those apps? They're all available in Office 365. Yeah. But that was a year and a half, two years ago. And people were. I think I think you'll find it was. I think you'll find it was longer than that, Trevor. Just quietly, I think oh, it's probably four or five years ago. Really? Oh my god! And uh, time is flying. I was talking to one of my one of my staff yesterday um, about some things, and we realised it was over ten years ago that we'd spoken together, and I could we couldn't wow. believe it. it was just that long, but it felt like yesterday. But um, the point was back then. The apps were disjointed. Yes. Apps were available, they weren't together. Teams was around, but nobody understood it. Yep. And I think, and we were all a bit like, where are you going with this, Microsoft? What are you trying to achieve? Mm. What's, and boy, can you see it now. Yep. You know, um, you know, one thing we did yesterday is we published Power BI dashboards into Teams. Yep. So we've created a Power BI dashboard for each business unit. This is not for this is for a client of an accounting firm. We've yep. published the Power BI app for each business unit, showing their profitability per unit, the numbers, their KPIs, and we've published that into their team, their their particular business unit team, with yep. the the security all being driven by Microsoft, and that tells Power Power BI what and who can come in. And this all comes again through Teams of security and permissions and all of that sort of stuff drives it, which is pretty cool. Yeah, it's it's the, the power of what you can do with this kind of stuff is really quite awesome. But we're only just working it out, you know, like, and I, you know, we uh, like we've been using Teams to do calls and all of that for a long time. Um, yep. But in terms of, moving conversations and communication, bringing apps together means that people are hanging around in their teams a lot more, means that that's just taken a new, taken it all to a new level. And then we just keep bringing more and more into there. And um, ah, look, if, if I said to you, how have you went into a business and looked at it as a percentage of the power of teams, what would you think people are using? Oh, like everything, you're using one or two percent. Um, but unlike everybody uses one or two percent of Word, there's a bunch of really useful stuff. Now, one of the other things, just to have some fun, if you Google the Microsoft 365 roadmap, um, yeah. you get this page. There we go. And this actually tells you that there's currently 599 wow. updates in development, 186 rolling out. Um, and 454 launched. So, for example, full fidelity shared libraries in OneDrive. That means something. But you can actually go and see all of the things. So let's have a look at what's rolling out at the moment. So I'll just select those. 
All right, so new file sharing experience in Teams, Excel data types from Power BI, um, signature cloud settings for Outlook for Windows, Outlook for iOS, text predictions, et cetera, et cetera. Lists, calendar view built on SharePoint. You know, it's, all of this stuff is coming. So it's worthwhile looking at that and just reading through it and going, oh, that could be interesting. So SharePoint allows now for 360 degree images. Yeah, right. So you that, can actually. Yeah, okay. So there's a, again, as a client, me as an accountant, I'm looking, thinking of a client who could yep. use 365, who needs to move away and they haven't moved away from their server because they yep. need to add drawings and so forth on there and they can't, you know, they, it won't run properly, but that will resolve that issue. So we can also think about this in our, um, in how we roll this out with our clients. Mm. Yeah, and, and, and it's worthwhile communicating this to your clients. Now, you can download the roadmap as well. You can share it with people. There's lots you can do with it. But it's well worth being across it because you can go and talk to a client and they say, oh, I really want to do this thing. And you go, oh, Office 365 either does it because you can find it in the roadmap or doesn't do it, but it's going to do it in the next month, year, etc. Right. Now, now, let's think about security and yep. having these multiple apps because everybody goes off and, you know, um, we uh, do, I don't. Do you remember we did the review of an accounting firm who had eighty-one apps that were subscribed to? Yes, and, I do. I do. And we went. Oh, first thing is, like, what's that costing you? Secondly, with all this data being all over the place, where do you sit with security? Have you reviewed the terms and conditions? You know, if I have. <laughs> yes. No, they're accountants. No, no, we never review. We never look at any of those things. And they're just, but that's one thing. You know, we go in, we grab an app, we do that, recommend it to a client, and nobody actually looks at who owns the data and where yeah. is the data. And it's something that I I really think that we, you know, going back um, 10 years ago, Nick, we sat down and started putting this together. In, in 2011, we started putting the architecture together. Mm -hmm. And one of the big questions everybody asked us, was where's the data, what's the security? And we were able to confidently say, Microsoft provides the best security and you they you own the data, they are custodians of your data. We were able yep. to confidently say that for every time. So we were comfortable with where we were going on that. Whereas, you know, with, with some of the other apps out there, you've got to be careful. You've got to look at those things. You've got to say, well, you know, who, where is the data and do I own it? And do I satisfy a lot of the privacy laws that are out there? Yep. And as an accountant, there's all sorts of um, privacy laws. Um, Scott and I actually went through the mandatory data breach report in one of our wind downs. Now, I'll put a yep. link in the comments of this. Um, but that was, that was funky because we found that, you know, accountants are responsible for at least 100 breaches a quarter where they have to actually then go and notify their clients that they've lost their tax file number and given it to an unknown third party. Yeah, that would be awful. Yeah, yeah, that's just that truly be... horrible. Yeah, wonder if that and, be... and... I wonder how wonder how close that would be to saying, oh, tax office has called and you've got an audit versus... <laughs> I reckon it's worse. I, I, you know, there's a bunch of scams out there that people can get an individual's tax file number, file a bogus ITR quickly, um, change the account where the refund goes to, and walk away with the refund. And when you go to file your your ITR, it's already done and dusted, and it's all happened. You know, those mm. things are possible with those sorts of things. So you don't want those getting out. 
Well, that, that whole scamming industry is bigger than the drug industry now. It's easier. It's easier for them to do. So security is something you've always got to be thinking about. But accounting firms, we used, as we, I think I said a few weeks ago, our stuff used to be boring and nobody wanted it. Yep. It's different now. It's really it's different. different now. It's, it's, uh, so there's, there's something you can do. Um, which is a really useful thing just to check out how things are, Trev. If you actually go to haveibeenpunned.com, this allows you to put in your email address or phone number, and it will tell you if your account's been breached. So, Mm. for example, I could do, um, uh, let me think of someone who's not me. Um, Ah. (laughs) Let's try that one, hey? Oh, you can do anybody. Yeah, so I'm just I'll try Rodrury at zero.com. Oh, and yeah, that's been that's been in a bunch of breaches. Ooh. Yeah. So what what that means is and I'm sure Rod didn't because he's a smart guy, but if you if he'd used the same password in say, let's have a look, um a Discus or Dropbox or LinkedIn. Um, that had 164 million email addresses and passwords exposed. That email address and password is on the dark web right now. And if you'd use the same password in those systems, I could then use it to go log into a whole bunch of other stuff. That scared you, hasn't it? Oh, I'm, no, I'm, not, I'm not looking at it right now. I'm not at all. I'm Um, and you can actually you can actually search whole domains as well so this is allows you to look for you know you have one.com i can get it to notify me uh how's that that, i've only got four oh well aren't you good um and that will go and tell me um and i need to go and do some of these things to verify but i can use it to verify i own a domain and see who's been yeah, pawned in that domain. Um, and I can even then go and type my password, so p at sswrd, which is not one I use, and say, has that been used? And yes, it's been seen 57,368 times before. Wow. Just that password? Yep. And here's the lists I can go and download to get all of the passwords. <laughs> oh, yo. Okay. So change your passwords, make them complicated. I can't hear you, Nick. You've gone quiet. Oh, back again. And have different passwords for each thing. Now, there's something to talk about complex passwords. Right? And I'm going to I'm going to show you that using a cartoon. Um, because I think cartoons say better things. And there's this wonderful cartoon on the net um, called XKCD. And it's it's by a um, it's by a, a, a you know a comp side person, but if I go and look at this one, um, this tells you as you start at the top. If we take yeah an uncommon base word and we do some caps and some substitutions like everybody does, and flick the order and have a bit of punctuation, um, that makes it incredibly easy to guess. Right, right. That complex password. If I do a thousand guesses a second, only takes me three days to crack. <laughs> Right, but the difficulty to remember is really hard. Was it trombone? No troubadour, and it's one or zero, or was it this? Really hard to remember. If you were to just take four random, very common words like here, correct horse, battery, staple, it would take five hundred and fifty years to guess. Right, but it's crazy easy to remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And they had four random words. Yep. So through 20 years of effort, we've successfully trained everyone to use passwords that are hard for humans to remember, but easy for computers to guess. Well done. <laughs> because they tell us we've got to do it. I wouldn't, you yep. wouldn't pass most of the password, um, you know, requirements. Yep. Because nobody in IT security has actually thought about the entropy or the complexity of actually doing this. They should have just said to us, four random common words, off you go. You could even generate it, right? You could even go, your next password is, you know, pig, Jim, um, uh, 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 you know, Sydney, Farquhar. And, yeah. and you'd go, okay, I can remember that. And that's your new password. But yeah, no, we have to have, hard. yeah, numbers and punctuation does not make it harder. Right, but because the the sub substitutions are really common. Yeah. What was that, Trent? Yeah. Most of them require you to do that, though. Yeah. Mm. There you go. Well, that's been that's been fun this morning. What a fun session, and um, and it keeps getting better. You know, like we've got, there's just so much going on at the moment, and you know, I think ten years ago we thought it was crazy. You know, like man, look at everything, all this change and disruption, and Blah, 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 you know, and um, I suppose we've all been disrupted a bit. I think COVID helped us with a big, big shift in this space. Mm. But um, there's a lot more going on. There certainly is, and there's certainly a lot we can do. So um, let's catch up next week and actually go play with some of these apps and show how we can actually use them in production, hey? Yep. Awesome. Sounds good. Thank you, Trev. Thank you. Have a fantastic day, and we'll see you next week. I will. See you then. Bye-bye. Cheers. Bye.